0: Aho now has a step. He's got Svechnikov with him. Svechnikov settles down the puck, but great work by Hedman. Leaves it back for Pesci, and he'll score! Brett Pesci on the lead from Andre Svechnikov picks the top corner, and for the first time in this series, the Hurricanes have the lead. one nothing in Tampa. So Brady Shea is on one skate right now. Sergachev with the puck. Sends it up top. Hedman, push pass out in front. There's nine seconds left in the period. Back to Kucherov. Big save by Mrazik with the pad, Hedman with a chance, and Mrazik snags that with 3.1 seconds left, what a glove save by Peter Mrazik. Kucherov will step away with the loose puck, he'll try to cycle in between the rings, gets it back to Ruda, Ruda will wrist one, it doesn't get through as it hits Martinuk, now out in front of the backhand, Mrazik robs point, oh point blank, and Mrazik with the save. Natchez to Hamilton. He'll send the puck across, Terravine, and out for Aho, oh, they score! On the power play in overtime, it's Sebastian Aho and the Canes are on the board in the series. A 3-2 victory, what a gutsy performance by this resilient Carolina Hurricanes team.
1: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. The Hurricanes won a hockey game tonight, they won a hockey game in overtime. (laughs) Their fifth overtime of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And for the third straight overtime, it ends quickly. Carolina good at the quick overtime endings. uh, Not so good at the long ones. Uh, Jordan Stahl with the power play goal in overtime for the 3-2 win. Uh, Just to go through the play real quick before we reset the entire thing. Uh, Carolina gets the power play, Nikita Kucherov for holding the stick of Martin Natchez, Ajo in the bumper. It's one of the things I have liked about the changes Carolina has made to the power play, putting Ajo in the middle of the ice. Uh, Ajo in the bumper gets good, uh, I I think makes good contact on maybe not 100%, but he got 90 on the Tevo Teravainen pass from the left wall. Uh, Aho puts it on. Uh, Jordan Stahl with the net front presence gets a little deflection and it flutters over Andre Vasilevsky, and there you go. Power play goal, net front presence, deflection in front. Canes win it 3-2 in overtime. So now we know that next Tuesday we will have a Game 5 in Raleigh. So we got one more time to go to PNC Arena. And uh sh- shout ourselves silly. who, Let me catch my breath here. I'm Adam Gold. It's the Canes Corner podcast. Uh, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast. rate us, review us. I have already put out the call for questions if you have some. Uh, and then Alec and I will uh, we'll, we'll pick out a couple. Uh, we're not going to spend uh, you know an hour and 40 minutes here. Tonight, But it is a fun night because the Hurricanes showed some life, and they won a uh, a playoff game against Tampa in Tampa. We know the series is going back to Raleigh. Uh, These have been three very even games. Carolina could have won the first two for the same price. Uh, As somebody pointed out on Twitter, it was probably Carolina's worst game. Analytically speaking, I think you might be right. Uh, but my eye tells me that no. I think it was an even game again. We've had three evenly played games. I think both teams were a little bit more aggressive offensively tonight, even though Carolina did take the first half of the third period completely off. Uh, All right, so we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets. You got it. Online, free, no obligation estimate, aluminumcompany.com. So think about the Carolina Hurricanes shorthanded. And I'm not talking about wild shorthanded. Uh, and we'll talk about that today. Uh, no need, no need a writer. No Vincent Trocheck. That's f- 37 regular season goals sitting on the sidelines. 37 regular season goals sitting on the sidelines. That's not good. Carolina doesn't have uh, forward depth. Then, in the uh, in the middle of the game, late in the second period, I guess, they lose Warren Fogle. That's another 10 regular season goals. 47 regular season goals, quite possibly not on the ice, coming up on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So a shorthanded team. They almost lost Brett Pesci in the first period. He came back, scored the first goal, as you've already heard. I don't even want to speculate about what happens next, whether it's Max McCormick drawing into a playoff game. This is sort of like a couple of years ago when uh, Carolina started uh, just dipping down into Charlotte and go, who's left? Who do we got there? Uh, Patrick Brown, come on up. You're going to play a playoff game. Made his Hurricanes debut in a playoff game. Now, we have already seen Max McCormick. Uh, he had a two-game goal-scoring sc- goal streak earlier this year. Anyway, uh, a shorthanded team was down to 11 forwards during the game. Uh, and there's just so there's just so little depth on this team right now. And the injury bug is definitely getting to them. All right, we've got a lot of things I want to cover today. Um, Sebastian Ajo was excellent excellent tonight. Played the game. They need him to play on a nightly basis. And frankly, for the most part, they've gotten that from Aho. I really think that the best players for Carolina have really shown up. I think Aho's been really good even through the first three, you know, even through the first two games of the series. Um I think Jordan Stahl's been the same Jordan Stahl. He gets the goal tonight. I thought Jordan Stahl played a big game tonight brett pesci was a freaking horse tonight 26 and a half minutes on the ice 26 and a half minutes from brett pesci look there wasn't that much shorthanded time i mean tampa had three power plays um they didn't need all that much time in the first two uh they needed all two minutes in the last one but it wasn't like pesci played a ton of shorthanded time he just logged a ton of ice time and I do believe we saw the corner turned from Tevo Teravon. We're going to talk about a pass that made my jaw drop when we get to the Aho breakaway goal. Um, I don't think the Canes were the better team tonight. I don't know that they were the better team in either of the first two games. I think it's been, a again, a pretty even series. I think Carolina gave up a lot of scoring chances tonight. But they got away with it because Peter Morozik balled out. He was marvelous. He was miraculous. I apologize for that. He dragged them into overtime. And, I mean, my guess is we'll see him Saturday. There's no reason to not play him Saturday, right? Except Alex Adelkovich is the goaltender. And I'm not making a prediction at this point. I don't necessarily have a feel. But if you're Rod Brindamore, you could easily go back to Ned because you've already made the determination that that he's your guy. And you go back to Ned because if it was all about fresh, Ned should be fresh. And uh, But Peter was dynamite tonight. So, uh, again, I've said this before about this team. And Rod keeps saying it, and I know a lot of people think it's just lip service. He's got only good options in goal. And I know that extends in his mind to James Reimer. That's not a good option. But with the two options he has right now healthy, he can't make a bad choice. If Ned plays, Ned will be fine. And if Peter plays, Peter will be fine. They will have the same chance to win regardless of who plays. Um, But Peter was outstanding tonight. My first star. My first star tonight. A um, couple of other things. Uh, I want to give credit where credit is due to players who I have been harsh on and I don't think I've been unfair. Uh, I thought Yanni Hockenpah, he made some mistakes tonight. There were some uh, pucks that uh, he couldn't get out of the zone, that he had time to get out of the zone. Uh, he fumbled one puck just inside the blue line that created a chance uh, for Tampa. But on that same play, he erased the chance with a good physical play on Nikita Kucherov. Uh, I thought Yanni Hockenpah was very good tonight. Uh, I also thought Jake Bean played a good game tonight. Uh, Jake and, and ice time was up for both of them. And on the road, um, that's good stuff, man, from those two guys. So you don't have to wear out everybody else. Uh, although, apparently, Brett Pesci doesn't care. Uh, but I thought Jake Bean played a good game tonight. And I think he saved a goal uh, I can't even... I think it was in the first period. Uh, it's the best defensive play I've ever seen Jake Bean make. It was a rebound try, and Stephen Stamkos is on the doorstep, and Stamkos is about to push one through uh, for a one nothing Tampa lead. And Bean won a physical battle in front with Steven Stamkos and prevented the goal. And Stamkos could never get his stick to the play. It w- Again, I don't think I've ever seen Jake Bean make a better defensive play. That was high-level stuff from a guy who hasn't played all that well. Uh, so, big performances from both of those guys uh, really aided in the effort tonight. Carolina won the battle of top lines, at least on the score sheet. Again, I think it was pretty even across the board. Uh, but Aho, Teravainen, and Svechnikov were plus players, all plus two, I believe. Uh, Kucherov, Point, and Palat, all minus two. So... I mean that's that, that's a rudimentary way of looking at it, but because I think again it was a pretty even game, but the Hurricanes got the goals, just like when you uh, when the other team gets the goals, you feel like man did we suck, even if the game was basically pretty even. We go back to game two. Martin Natchez misses an empty yet empty net, shorthanded with Aho two on one. If Natchez puts that in the back of the net. Like he should have, we got a different game. Tavo and has an empty net. Backhands it wide. At that point it was already 2-0, but still, there were uh there was plenty of time left when Teravan missed the net. I mean Carolina might have had four minutes to get that second uh that second goal, that equalizing goal, rather than uh pulling the goaltender uh with what, a minute forty left and Scoring a few seconds later, but still, you know, if you only need one, it's better than needing two, right? Uh, so, again, third game in a row, even. Uh, Canes took three penalties in the game. Two of them ended up scoring. Um, all were probably questionable and we'll kind of go through, well, well, let's address the last one because it didn't result in a goal, and we'll get a chance to uh, kind of explain the other two when we, uh, when we go through a quick recap. Uh, I thought the penalty to Dougie Hamilton was, I mean, it could have been, we could have looked the other way on that, right? Because it's really just a physical battle between Alex Kalorn and Dougie Hamilton. But how does that play even come about? Dougie, rather than, and I'm not saying he wasn't skating hard, Dougie was in position and then tried to screen Kalorn off with his body and lost the physical battle. Kalorn ended up getting the puck and Dougie sort of dragged him down. Again, I think more physical battle than a penalty. But if Hamilton just goes in with speed, gathers the puck and skates it out of harm's way, we don't even have this issue, but that's not what happened. I think it was a misread by Dougie Hamilton. I don't know if he thought that Alex Kalorn was uh, going to ease up when Dougie got position, but that's not what happened. Uh, so that was that was sort of a penalty of oh, I don't I didn't even know what the what the word might be. It's like you know that that is a penalty in the making. Whether it was a true. Uh, tripping penalty or not. Uh, But they take three penalties, two of them end up in the back of the net, and it really turned what I thought was a good second period into an average second period uh, when Carolina was the better team, maybe. I know analytically it doesn't look like it. I think analytically uh, it was not only an advantage, but it looked like a big advantage to Tampa. But I thought the period was even, and I thought Carolina had the better of the play, until the power plays started happening and then Tampa took over. Uh, but even at the end of the period, I thought, uh, I thought Carolina, uh, was pretty good. Uh, and again, they had the, uh, the power play to, um, uh, well, that there wasn't, I guess there wasn't a power, the power play was the end of the third period. Uh, but Carolina did a pretty good job, uh, of kind of mitigating the damage there. um, all the scoring in the regulation comes in the second period. Uh, and look, I want to go through the recap here because I think the recap uh, helps us tell a lot of the story of this game. Uh, so, first period is kind of—I mean, it was good, good period. Tampa had a slight edge in shots, slight edge in shot attempts. Uh, Carolina had the only power play, and it was sort of uh, ho hum. Uh, nothing, nothing really good happening on it, uh, but. You know, they didn't give up a short shorthanded goal, and it's sometimes just hard to get started, right? Uh, so the first period, once again, no goals. Second period starts very differently. Uh, first, I thought Tampa got off to a good start in the second period. I thought they were the better team right out of the gate, but I thought Carolina turned that around pretty quickly. And then, with uh, still a scoreless game, Brett Pesci
0: finished off a
1: very disjointed Transition play.
0: Aho now has a step. He's got Svechnikov with him. Svechnikov settles down the puck, but great work by Hedman leaves it back for Pesci. And he'll score. Brett Pesci on the lead from Andre Svechnikov picks the top corner, and for the first time in this series, the Hurricanes have the lead. One nothing in Tampa. Yeah,
1: the first first time they have the lead in the series, uh, and Aho and Svechnikov coming in in transition. I didn't think it was a great pass from Ajo across to Svechnikov. It was sort of, kind of handcuffed him a little bit. Svetch couldn't get a shot, couldn't get an angle, ultimately stopped and sort of posted up. And then he realizes he was going to leave the puck for Pesci and pass it back out. And Hedman got his stick on Svetch's stick, and the pass just kind of drifted as opposed to being a crisp pass. And it all worked out. Pesci's shot went right through Andre Pilat. I can't tell if it went through his legs, if it went like between his calf and his lower upper leg or whatever. It just went. looked like it went right through him. Uh, and blocker side, upper corner over Vasilevsky, uh, and it's 1-0 Carolina. 2.25 later, an absolute thing of beauty. Um, Jacob Slavin has the puck in front of Morazic in his own end. Stretch pass to Tavo Teravainen, who deflected it towards Sebastian Ajo coming down the right side. And Sebas knows how to finish those.
0: This one comes to Ajo. He darts in. Ajo
1: scores!
0: Sebastian Ajo! And it is 2-0 Hurricanes! I will just
1: say that I don't... I'm not interested in any NFTs, but I'll take an NFT of that goal because the pass from Tevo Teravainen was unbelievable. Like it was, it would have been, if you're watching it live at real speed, it's hard to see what Teravainen did because he's not even looking. But a, a, a pass just redirects off the skate or rather off the uh, the blade of his stick and it goes cuz the Slavin stretch pass was straight up the middle of the ice and Ajo was all the way on the right wing and not only was the pass beautiful the pass was perfect absolutely insane how good a pass that was from Tavo Teravdin as i said earlier uh it looks like Tavo is fine uh they're not they can't win a series without great Tavo Tebow. Tavo's one of their best players and he's sort of been MIA but he was not MIA tonight. He had a big block. Uh, I think it was a uh, Kucherov shot in the first period. Uh, spoiled a great scoring chance. Well, I guess it was still a scoring chance. But uh, nullified a shot on goal uh, with a great stick on Kucherov. So, it's 2-0 Carolina. Problem is, on the next shift, um, Aho cross-checks Andre Palat in front of the net. Uh, I'm not sure it was a penalty. Really? It looked to me aho was more from the side. The puck was there. They I mean we see that all the time, but I guess I guess it's a penalty. I don't know. Um but it looked to me like Aho was more from the side than from the back. Um but I mean he did come two hands with the stick, so uh, you know, maybe it's uh, it's legit either way. Um again you know you're you're not playing the puck so i mean probably a penalty but uh was it questionable uh, you know we've se- i've seen worse let go uh and by the way not in this game i didn't think the officiating was bad in this game except the, the next penalty we'll talk about either way on the power play it
0: was lethal Kucherov throws it out. Taravainen tries to tip it, but Hedman with the keep in to point. Point across for Stamkos. Stamkos looking for a pass. Spreads the needle. Out in front to Braden Point, and he'll score. What an excellent setup by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And on the power play, Tampa answers. Carolina's lead cut in half. It's
1: 2-1 Hurricanes. And Taravainen almost got the puck out. Couldn't. uh, I mean, no, no mistake. He just was lunging for it. He just didn't get enough of the puck uh, to get it out of the zone. Hedman gets it over to Stamkos. Stamkos to Kucherov. Kucherov right to the bumper to Braden Point. Uh, and that was an easy goal. Mrazik, no chance. 2-1. Uh, I don't know, about eight or so minutes later, Blake Coleman draws a, I'm going to go air quotes here, hook on Brady Shea behind the net. Look, Shea got his stick up uh, around, you know, toward the waist of Coleman. But he didn't hook him. And Coleman just clamped down on the stick with the arm. And there's the penalty. There's the penalty.
0: And the result? Another goal. Carolina had cleared the puck down the... Tampa ice, put Tampa right back into the zone. Kucherov has it. He spins and fires right on Morazic. Back in the slot. Kalorn hammers it, and he scores. Alex Kalorn, right place, right time. And Tampa, two for two on the power play, and they've tied it at two on the scoreboard with 3.42 to go here in the second period.
1: Tampa Bay loaded up early in the third. They were putting tons of pressure on Carolina about 10 minutes into the third period. Uh, the Lightning had six scoring chances, Carolina had none, but what Carolina did have was Peter A uh,
0: Quick chance out for Marazic with the save as he steps up and blocks Kalorin's attempt. Follow-up chance deflected over the top of the net as Kalorin was buzzing there. McDonough trying to keep the puck in for Tampa does. Chernak out in front, puck still loose in the front, Kalorin gets a stick to it, bouncing puck, and Marazic will cover
1: that up in the blue paint. Uh, Peter played uh, a wonderful, wonderful hockey game tonight. Uh, He makes 35 saves in the win. Uh, Again, he was my first star. Um, But there was still more for Peter to do. Late the third period, we talked about the Dougie Hamilton penalty. So he's in the box Tampa's already 2-for-2 two two on the power play. Uh, we're all biting
0: fingernails.
1: Carolina can't lose this late, right? They can't lose this late, right? Please, Peter, save us.
0: So Brady Shea is on one skate right now. Sergachev with the puck. Sends it up top. Hedman, push pass out in front. There's nine seconds left in the period. Back to Kucherov. Big save by Mrazik with the pad. Hedman with a chance. And Mrazik snags that with 3.1 seconds left. What a glove save by Peter Mrazik.
1: Peter made so many good saves tonight, and he was at his best when they absolutely had to have him. Uh, They don't get to overtime without Peter. They just don't. Uh, And this game might have ended early in overtime were it not for Peter.
0: Kucherov will step away with the loose puck. He'll try to cycle in between the rings. Gets it back to Ruta. Ruta will wrist one. It doesn't get through as it hits Martinuk. Now out in front of the back hit. robs Point. Oh, Point blank. And Marazic with the save. That save was so
1: good because Point was right on top of the crease. Had the puck. Marazic just threw the pad out uh, and knocked point shot away. Uh, and Carolina was able to survive long enough to get their own power play with Nikita Kucherov off for holding the stick of Martin Natchez and the captain came
0: through again. Natchez to Hamilton. He'll send the puck across. It's and out for Aho. Oh, they score on the power play in overtime. It's Sebastian Aho and the. Kid are on the board in this series a 3-2 victory what a gutsy performance by this resilient Carolina Hurricanes team
1: gutsy gritty grindy lucky I don't care uh, Carolina played um, a determined game tonight wasn't always pretty but it was determined and it got him a W we'll take a short break we'll come back Alec Campbell will join us on the other side Remember, the Canes Corner Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us, rate us, review us. Uh, Tell us what you think. Give us some feedback. We love feedback. We'll take a short break. On the other side, Alec Campbell will break it on down with us next. My man Alec Campbell, storm watch, aftermath, intermissions, overtime intermissions, which apparently uh, we have to have uh, almost every other game uh, on the Hurricanes radio network, my friend, noon to three when we host press conferences uh, on the fan. Uh, all right, let's uh, b- big picture this one.
2: <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really another great effort from Carolina. I mean, it was another one of those games where it's like, You know, I don't think they're bad. And I mean, I thought they were good. And to be frank with you, like over the course of the last, I don't know, 24 hours, like I got a little annoyed by all of the, well, we played well, but didn't win stuff. And we didn't get the bounces and things like that. Because ultimately most of that stuff is just here to pacify us for losses, you know? And it's like, yeah I mean, bounces are, I mean, I get what I get what's being I get the point of that, but at the end of the day, it's like what are we what, what are we do, what are we talking about with bounces? I mean, bounces are, are luck to luck. yeah, is what we're talking about here. so we're we're blaming luck not being on our side for not winning. Um, and you know, I thought tonight's game could have gone the same way as the last couple games, and frankly, I kind of felt like the Canes snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat, the way the third period went, especially the start of the third period, the first half of the third period, and then the beginning of overtime tonight, which was just insane. I mean, I thought tonight was the most most fun game of the series, yeah, and not just because the Hurricanes won, but because of the way the game was played. Like I thought we saw the, the offensive juggernauts, that I mean the picture in my head for these two teams is especially for Tampa is more offensive than anything else Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that that's not you know I know that Rod Brindamore wants it to be you know a tighter game than that he doesn't want to think of his team as this like freewheeling you know offensive team and that's fine but I kind of was hoping that this series would just be more fun in that way. And it really hadn't been that in the first two games. Tonight, I thought, was more of that. And Carolina basically just hung around and hung around and hung around until they got a win. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, again, that, that's not me saying that I thought they were bad. I mean, I thought they were good enough to win the game tonight. Yeah, And they ended up doing that. But, man, if they didn't make it interesting. And <laughs> without Peter Morozik. And the performance that he put it on tonight. Yeah. Like he's he's clearly the best player in the game for me tonight. Mm-hmm. And the reason the Hurricanes got that game to overtime and won the game. Um, so fun game. My heart was pounding out of my chest. <laughs> I am I am relaxing it now with a little knob creak oh, as we speak. How nice. Um and listen, I mean, I you know, people People are saying, you know, it's a series now. It's a series now. I guess it is. I mean, listen, there's one more game in Tampa. I think if this thing gets to 3-1, I still think it's going to be really difficult to win the series. But, I mean, hell, 2-1 now. Hell of an effort tonight. I mean, hell of an effort. And you got the top players to to chip in. Yeah. You know, productivity-wise, which was good. So, really good, fun game. The Hurricanes come out on top on this one. I don't think it was for any bounces that they got that they weren't getting. I think they earned the win tonight. But damn it if Tampa didn't, you know. I mean, you know, on the flip side, you know, they snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. um, Because I thought that they just were peppering Carolina there at the end of the game, especially.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, I think we've had three pretty even games. I Mm -hmm. think that Mm -hmm. there there hasn't been that much between Tampa and Carolina in any of the three games. Carolina could have won the first one for the same price, could have won the second one for the same price, uh, and Tampa could have won this one
2: for the same price. 100%. Right. 100%.
1: But I think they've all been different games. And I thought the first one was uh, cautious but good. I thought the second game was messy And somebody had to win, and it (laughs) turned out it was Tampa. And I think in the first game, Carolina was at their best in the first period, obviously, and Andre Vasilevsky held the door. Um, And tonight, I thought, was the opposite, really, of Game 2, in that you had both teams really trying to step up some offense. Maybe maybe both coaches didn't want that, but that's what happened. I think Tampa in Game 2 had... Was it sixteen scoring chances for the entire game? They had seventeen in the second period alone. They had seven in the first six minutes of of overtime, and Carolina had a power play in in the overtime. So I just thought this was a very this was a much more open offensive game, and Peter Mrazek did to Tampa, what Andre Vasilevsky did to Carolina in the opener. And that's, to me, yeah, the I, difference in the game.
2: I talked about the, the way that this series has gone in the storm watch tonight. And, like, I, I, you know, game one is always sort of the, the tone setter game. And I think if you go back and you look at the shots on goal, the scoring chances, the high danger chances in game one, and you match that up with the eye test. Like that was the game where I think Tampa, they they went for it a little bit more in that game, and it was a better game because of that. Because I think that plays into Carolina's hands, right? When the game is like that, this is what I've been saying about Carolina for the last couple of years, and it's sort of what I was alluding to. With, you know, when you asked me to thumbnail this, is that Rod Brendeboar has a certain picture that he wants from this team, and. I'm not sure that the picture that he wants is the one that's best for them, to be honest. Like because that first game, Carolina was better than they were in game two. Yeah. But what happened was to me, Tampa got game one, and when you're on the road in the playoffs, you get game one, great. You get game two, that's crazy. And Tampa, then you go back and you look at the the, the shots the scoring chances and the high danger chances in game 2 it is starkly different and not only that you match that with the with the eye test tampa played a completely different game in game 2 right they they knew that they had game 1 under their belt
0: kucherov will
1: step up so, o- sorry about that
2: they knew they had game 1 under their belt and they said we're not going we're, you know if we can if we can sneak out of here with two then that's gravy, but we're not going to force the issue here. We're going to make Carolina come to us. We're going to pick and choose. That's why you see 15 shots on goal in game two from yeah. them and nine high danger chances from them in game two. They they picked and choose. They got fortunate on the Kaloran goal in game two, and they came away with a win. And that, to me, is That to me is really the better way to play Carolina, the way they did it in game two. The problem with that for Tampa is it's such a departure from what they do. Where, like, if Carolina has basically proven to us over the course of the last few years that they have a tough time. I'm not going to say they're unwilling, but they have a tough time boring into the center of the ice. An establishing position at the top of the crease when teams pack it in, yeah, and they dare you to try that, and they they dare you to do the work to do that. And we saw in Game Two, Carolina, when that happens, they fling pucks from all over the place, right? And that's cool if you've got net front presence, if you've got screens, but Carolina doesn't do that enough. So like in a way I kind of feel like and then you get to tonight where Tampa's back home, they're in front of their home fans, they've got the 2 0 lead, and I could sense this game coming tonight, just based on the way it's gone. That it was gonna get opened up and it it's better for Carolina that way. It's better for them. If Tampa's smart, they'll go back to game two side. Oh sure. In game four. Uh, because Carolina doesn't. Whether they're unwilling or they're not good at it, they don't fight for the middle of the ice when they don't have. If they have to, if you don't make them do that, they're cool playing this game that they played tonight. And you know, it's it's a it's a it's a chance trading game, which you know, with teams like Tampa, is always sort of a, a gamble to get into. You wouldn't want to do it with them. You definitely don't want to do it with like Colorado.
1: Gosh, no. <laughs>
2: um, but but in but in the end, like I really believe that that's the game that suits Carolina better. Who did we see better tonight? Ajo, Aho, Vinen, yeah. Stahl. All those guys were better tonight because of that. Because that's that's a better game for them. So it was three starkly different games. Tonight was easily the most fun of all of them. Yep. Um, you know, say what you want about the, the penalties and all that stuff. Tripp said it was a horribly official official game. He actually called it piss poor on the post <laughs> Did he show. really? Yeah, which I was uh, which which I chuckled at. Um, not not because you know whatever it's his opinion, right? But just the fact that he used piss poor. I loved it.
1: That's very funny.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, man. My heart was pounding, man. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I swear to God. It was, it was,
1: I thought, I thought Tampa was going to score. I thought they were going to score a hundred times
2: in well, the third period in the early time in overtime.
1: Didn't you think they were going to get a goal in, uh, in, in that power play in the last 10 seconds? That, and that would have been the yes. ultimate killer. Here's the thing about the three penalties. Um, yeah. I mean, technically, I think they're all penalties. I think the, yeah. the 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 clearest of the penalties, if there if any of them were clear, is the Aho cross check of Pilat because I was not playing the puck. He is, you know, two two hand shoving Pilat with the with his with the shaft of his stick.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, he had to take a penalty there. It was, right, uh, it was a vulnerable spot.
1: But I I do think he was coming at it more from the side than the back. I'm not even sure that matters. But I've yeah, seen I've seen more I've seen worse. Let go. Um, so whatever, you know I can I. That's the one I could easily deal with. The Brady Shea hook. <laughs> he really didn't hook Coleman. Uh, yeah, he just that had was his, he had his stick along You know, next to his hip, Coleman yeah. just clamped down on it, and yeah. you know turned himself, and the the arm goes up, and I'm like, are you serious? Um, See, I thought it was a penalty at first glance. I was like, well, "Yeah, his stick was there. His stick was there." So, yeah. it's, so you run that risk. Um, but Coleman just clamped down on it because the yeah. stick didn't. He he wasn't hooking him down.
2: Um, oh yeah, no, it was it was one of those things where he grabbed the stick and Shea was trying to jar it loose, and it looked like a hook.
1: Right. So that's that's one that, I mean, if they look at it on replay, they go, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't have called that," um, and. I thought the Hamilton play with Kalorn late, which led to the late third period power play that that stretched over in overtime, I thought that was a penalty in the making by Dougie. Because yeah. if Hamilton just skates hard with speed and gets the puck, he beats Kalorn to it because he had position. And he can mm-hmm. skate the puck out of harm's way. But instead, he slowed up a little bit. He... Uh, he, he boxed Kalorn out, except that Kalorn didn't go for that. Kalorn was still trying to get the puck. And when Kalorn won that battle, did Dougie trip him? I don't know. But Kalorn went down. and, and I think he deal. did. I mean, he may have. Like, I'm not even arguing that it was a bad call. To me, that's a penalty in the making. That's a penalty that if Dougie just goes hard for the puck and skates it away, there's no chance of a penalty because he's simply going to outskate Kalorn. Um, and I think that that to me that was the mistake. Uh, so I'm I'm glad that nothing came of that final power play. Uh, but to to me, I, I think you can make a case that at least one of them definitely wasn't a penalty, and the others were a little light for a uh, a game of this magnitude. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, it is what it is. And then uh, so let's talk about a couple of other things. Let, let First, let's talk. You you, you mentioned Ajo. I thought Aho was outstanding tonight. And I thought Aho sure. was great in all three zones. And I think he's been almost always great defensively, even if his offensive game has been uh, a little bit uh, sketchy at times. But he was great in all three zones. Uh, I thought Svechnikov was good. Um, I didn't think he was great. But I'll tell you who I did think was great, and that's Terravina tonight. Um, he he, made, yeah. he he erased two scoring chances uh, in the first period, that pass to Aho, that deflection pass off the Slaven. Uh, yeah, I mean, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here with that. Yep. What is that?
2: Magic. Wizardry. <laughs> I mean... That's what it is. He's a wizard. He's a magical, as the great Ron Santo once said. He's like a magical magician.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, I've watched that so many times. I still, for the life of me, have no idea. Not only did he direct it correctly, but it was perfect. I mean, how does that yeah. happen?
2: I told you. He's a he's a Huffle. He's a house Hufflepuff. He's a wizard.
1: Oh no, he's Gryffindor.
2: Gryffindor, that's what I meant. He's definitely
1: Whatever. he's definitely in Gryffindor house.
2: That They're was uh,
1: that was uh <laughs> uh that was tremendous. Um yeah, Stahl was great. And the uh, the goal had everything. You had everything you want. Uh, power play. Uh, Aho in the bumper, who I like there. That's the Braden Point spot. Uh, we probably should call it the Braden Point, not the bumper anymore. Point is unstoppable there. Uh-huh. He's completely. Kucherov is a freak show. Um, and yeah. my gosh, you see an incredible passer. Uh, but we had Aho in the bumper, stall with the net front. He gets the deflection. Uh, and, uh, and we go home early. All right. So lineup issues. What do you do, Alec? Who's in
2: goal? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I can't call it, man. I guess you go back to Peter. I mean, how do you not go back to Peter
1: after tonight? Um, I agree. I agree. How do you not? He won the game. He won the game. He, he was the best.
2: He, he was the, the best player. Yeah, he won the game. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you how you don't go back because I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know how they make this call. And every time that I've made it, I've been wrong. You actually called it right this time.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, took a long time. So,
2: so credit credit to you for that. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd like like I like to think of Rod Brindemore as a guy who. He, I mean, what he basically what he does is he rewards you. Yeah. I mean, he rewards you for playing well, and so I I feel like that that would be consistent if he gave Peter the start again. I mean, I I don't see how you don't do it. Um, so I'd go back to Peter. I would.
1: Yeah, it, he played so well, it's hard to not go back to Peter. Right. My, the only, my only caveat there, like I had a caveat for when you and I talked after game two, uh, when I when I said I would go to Peter, it doesn't, doesn't even matter. I don't care about being right. I really don't. Um, because I do think it was risky since Peter hasn't played in like, what, 23 days? It was yeah. May 10th. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? Twenty-four days, May tenth right. to well, June third. No, but you well, you get one of two things. I mean, you get
2: either Rusty Peter, who hasn't played. I mean, that that's that's what we would have been saying tonight if the, if the Canes had gotten blown out. And you definitely it don't been,
1: want a Rusty Peter.
2: It, yeah, you don't want a Rusty Peter. And you you we would have been going. What the hell was Rod Brendamore doing? Throwing in a goaltender that he hasn't played in three weeks. And his last start was a crappy one against a Nashville team who didn't even have all their players. Right. You know, like we would have been absolutely livid with that. <laughs> or, well, I, I, I wouldn't have been, but people would have been. Right. Right. But they know. I'm telling you, this this <laughs> tandem goaltender stuff over the course of the last few years. Very rarely have they made the wrong decision. Very rarely.
1: Yeah, when you when you talk to Rod about this, he he keeps saying, and I realize that most of us roll our eyes at it when he goes, "We can't make a bad decision." Right. They believe that both goalies can win them games.
2: Mm-hmm. So well, and they they have created. I think one of the things they've done is just created a level of competition between the two where neither one of them is sure if it's their job. So it's like every time they're going out there to prove that they're the number one guy, you know, and I don't know, whatever they're doing is working.
1: Well, Ned played the first eight games. I mean, I think it's fair to say that he's the guy, but that doesn't mean, like I said, before the, uh, before the playoffs started, Alex Delkovich is the goalie, but that doesn't mean that Peter Mrazek won't play. And mm-hmm. I thought they would get to both goalies in the first series, and that never happened. Uh, and there were opportunities to do so after uh, after the double overtime game three, when you're coming back in less than forty eight hours, the opportunity to go to Peter in game four was right there, and Rod stayed with Ned. Um, right. So
2: right, but the but the but the the, the possibility always loomed for sure. for for Marazic. So it's like, how can you be so comfortable if you're Nadelkovich? right? And I, know, I, I, think I know what you're saying, I,
1: and I think it's they—they they both should feel that way, right? And I don't think—I mean, if you're Peter, you have to approach. Uh, if you get the start on Saturday, which again it's less than tw- uh, forty-eight hours because it's a four o'clock start in the afternoon. If you get the start on Saturday, you have to uh, uh, approach the game like. I may not play again after this,
2: right? Right, and the, and the exactly. only way
1: I'm going to play again is if I ball out again.
2: Exactly. So. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know what they're going to do either. I do think uh, that it's kind of hard to not give the crease back to Peter after uh, what we saw tonight. Thirty-five saves, and uh, there were seventeen high danger chances for. Uh,
2: for I Tampa. mean. It was insane. It was insane. I mean, going back to the first, you know, the first period. Like I actually thought that Carol. I thought Carolina had a good start to the game. Yeah, and they were. I thought good defensively. I mean, Peter didn't even see a shot for the first. I don't know five minutes of the game or yeah. something like that. But then I thought Tampa started to heat up in the middle of the of the period, and I know the period at the end of the day was probably fairly even but I thought Tampa was the more dangerous team in the first period. I thought they had the more dangerous chances. Um, the best one for me was Tara Vinan at the bottom of the right circle, right. Um, who okay. tried to elevate one and didn't, didn't score. Uh, but I, you know, I thought Tampa had a, a few pretty good chances uh, to score in the first period. And, uh, and overall, I mean, that's, I think that was sort of the case all night is that, you know, Carolina just kind of staved off all of the, all of the the really good chances yeah. from Tampa. I mean, Tampa couldn't buy a bucket tonight. It was almost like they they were Carolina in in uh, you know this is the game where I think the goaltender stole you one.
1: No question. You know,
2: and and maybe uh, you know maybe that's just what they need. You know, maybe that's just what the doctor ordered.
1: Hey, well uh, maybe it's one one in that department. Maybe Andre Vasilevsky got one. Maybe Peter Barazik got one. And the lightning got one. Now maybe in game four the Hurricanes can uh get one. Before we get to what do you do now? Um I I just I just had mentioned uh earlier in the podcast that um credit where credit is due, Yanni Hachenpah, Jake Bean, I thought both played well tonight.
2: Yanni Hawkenpah I thought was very good. Uh they were they were often well, they weren't really paired together ever.
1: Not too often. Um
2: yeah. There there was a uh, they were they were paired with other guys. I thought Hockenpah was pretty good tonight. You know, I mentioned at one point why doesn't anyone skate Yanni Hockenpah every right. time? I mean, Kucharad had a chance tonight and he pulled up at one point in the game because Hakanpa was in good position. So, I liked him. Jake Bean had one off the post. He had a couple good tries in the uh first period. You had mentioned on the broadcast uh the defensive play he made. Yeah. Uh, thwarting a chance. Uh, you know, I guess it was Stamkos on a rebound try. Right. Was, I mean, yeah, that he, was a
1: physical battle. Yeah, he that, won a physical battle with Pete, Steven Stamkos. Come on.
2: Yeah, that that was one of their good tries in the first. Sorelli yeah. around the net, back, backhand wrap around, rebound right to the far side. And uh, Stamkos couldn't get it because Bean came in and tied him up. So that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, the. Like again, it was sort of one of those games where there weren't there weren't a lot of bad. It was just that Tampa was good.
1: All right, uh, finally. Now what do you do? If Warren Fogle can't go, that's forty seven regular season goals potentially out know, of the man. lineup.
2: I don't know. Can you trade for anyone <laughs> at this point?
1: <laughs> can Justin Williams unretire? Can,
2: yeah, can Justin Williams unretire? Can you get someone off a team that's no longer playing? What, um, what's Connor McDaniel? I don't know. I, I guess it's the Max McCormick show. Gosh. He can't I, go? No, I mean, yeah. it It kind of has to be, right? I mean, that would mean that Morgan Geeky, Max McCormick, Steven Lorenz, and Yanni Hockenpah are all playing for you in the playoffs. Yes. Down 2-1 against Tampa.
1: On the road. <laughs> On the
2: road. Which really means that Sebastian Ajo, Tevo Teravainen, and Andrei Svechnikov, Martin Natchez, Jordan Stahl, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, and Brady Shea are all playing like 28 minutes. 29 minutes.
1: Theoretically, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know what? Um, you remember the game against Tampa in Raleigh? What was like the fourth or fifth game of the season? No slaving, no. right? I mean, all those guys are out. We got guys with COVID. Uh, Stahl played, but. Uh, think Teravainen was still out. Teravainen didn't hasn't played a game. He did not play a regular season game against Tampa this year. Uh, so there's no Teravainen and there's no Jesper Foss. There's no Slavin, uh, and it was essentially the Chicago Wolves uh, plus uh, Aho and Tarav- a- Aho and Svechnikov against the um, against the Lightning. They win one nothing in overtime. All right, should we do this again on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I guess so. I guess we should.
1: Afternoon game. You got to be happy about that.
2: Oh, yeah, that's great. I wish it was earlier, um, but, you know, we will take what we can get.
1: Before we get out of here, we thank Alan Campbell for his time. Before we get out of here, Rod Brindamore made the gutsy call to go to Peter Morazic. Did he get what he expected?
0: Yeah, he was good, you know, uh, did I expect to be – like that, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest with you. He'd been out for so long. So, um, but he's, a, he's, you know, he's a battler.
1: Rod, just, you know, we saw Sebastian. It's almost like he's taking on the challenge of proving that he can be every bit as good as Kucherov. They had a battle between whistles. and Do you think he kind of looks at it that way? Like he wants to prove that he is the best player?
0: He's very competitive. And I think that's why, you know, if you, you listen to us over the years talk about him, you know that's what I love about him is he, he wants to get better, but he, he's super competitive. Wants to win. You know he wants to win so bad, and he just, that's what you're seeing for me is that competitive edge. And doesn't really matter who he's playing against. He wants to be the best, and and the thing is, he, he's willing to do what he has to do to, to be the best. And I think that's what's going to make him better and better as the years go on.
1: Sebastian Ajo for me was uh, was the number two star. I had Peter Mrazek number one, Sebastian Aho number two. Uh, I gave Jordan Stahl number three. I thought he was excellent because he had the game-winning goal. But, man, Brett Pesci was a freaking horse tonight, an absolute horse tonight, uh, and could have easily gotten one of the stars. Heck, you could have made Pesci the two-star for, uh, for the same price. Again, um, he was dynamite all night long. So uh, we're done. Rate us, review us, give us five stars if you like. Give us some feedback. That's even more important than the stars you give us. I think if you like it, you'll give us a five-star rating. Uh, I'm not even sure what the stars do for you, uh, but it's always nice to see. Anyway uh we're brought to you by the aluminum company of north carolina if it's for the exterior of your home you can find it at the aluminum company of north carolina on hamlin road in durham no place like it roofing siding uh, bay windows bow windows ask them what the difference is i don't know i don't have to know i just know where to go aluminumcompany.com canes three lightning two overtime jordan stall the game winner
0: Natchez to Hamilton. He'll send the puck across. It's Vine out for oh, Aho, They score! On the power play in overtime. It's Sebastian Aho. And the Canes are on the board in the series. A 3-2 victory. What a gutsy performance by this resilient Carolina Hurricanes team. And we'll see you Saturday night
1: on the Canes Corner Podcast.